and welcome to Cuppers and Catch-Ups. My name is Imogen Chapman and this is my new safe space where I can have a good old chat. This podcast will be focusing on the lessons that I have learnt so far throughout my life, as well as the lessons that others may have learnt throughout theirs. So, grab your cuppers, get comfy and let's have a catch-up. I am just so excited to be catching up with Charlotte Clemmy today. Um, if you don't know, Charlotte is a photographer. She is a mum of three and just an all-round amazing woman. Um, we're going to be discussing all things from modelling to motherhood and we're going to be discussing um, the important lessons that Charlotte learnt on her way to finding her dream career. Hi Charlotte, um, so excited to have you on today. Um, how are you? I'm good, yes, thank you so much for having me on. I feel very special to be on your new amazing podcast. <laughs> well, you are the first interview, so um, I'm hoping it's going to go okay, but how is lockdown life at the moment? Um, lockdown life has been really busy. Um, I'm very envious of these people that seem to have had Netflix and chill days because <laughs> I've not had one of those. I can tell you that. Uh, I was really busy with my FaceTime head shoots that I did for um, Women's Year charity. So that was incredible. And I'm so glad I did it, even though I, there was times where I was like, oh, God, a bit overwhelmed. Why have I done this? Mm-hmm. Um now that I've finished them, it's something that I can kind of remember that something good that I did with my time during lockdown. So it's been really good. There's been loads of ups, um, that being one of the ups. A few downs, homeschooling can do one. That is not for me. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but the kids have actually gone back to school today. So it's all a bit strange. So it kind of feels like things are starting to lift and change. So yeah, I'm, I'm mm. seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you had so many of us girls um do your FaceTime headshots for Women's Aid. Um, just remind us how much how much you raised again. It was a ridiculous amount. Yeah, wasn't it? it was just under the three thousand mark. Um, so that's I, just crazy. I know. So I was. I mean, I wanted two hundred. Um, so yeah, it was. It was really, really good. I think there was sort of nearly one hundred and fifty girls that I did in the end. Um, and keeping in mind, obviously, that's being done between homeschooling the kids and everything else. My husband's a key worker, so he's um, he was doing like a lot of extra shifts in his job. But yeah. so it was really, really um, packed and busy, and I loved it. I loved being able to like see everyone, and I think it kind of kept my spirits up a little bit. And I felt like I was still going to work because I that's what I love yeah. about my job. Like I like that sense of identity, other than just being a mum. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that that probably helped in that way. Because I mean, obviously, I'm a receptionist. So there's no way I can work from home or even pretend to work from home if I wanted to. But obviously, um, yeah, being able to still FaceTime people and talk to people and things is really helpful at the moment. And especially being able to do it um, and bring your job into it is is great and must be um, a little bit more normal than than how it was before that yeah um yeah but let's let's talk about that let's talk about your career you've literally had some amazing jobs um I mean you were a 
real life Barbie. Well, I've had <laughs> um, some crazy jobs. I mean, yes, the Barbie uh, period was a really fun period and real sort of dream job. As as pathetic as that probably sounds, that being Barbie, I don't know what that says about society if being Barbie is a dream job, but I am have no shame in saying that that was a dream job for me. Um, as like a huge Barbie fan and growing up with like hundreds and hundreds of Barbie dolls, when the casting came up for that job and I got it, um, I was over the moon. And it's and it's still mm. on, even though I finished it. Well, I was 27 when I stopped doing it. Um, it's still such a talking point. So I feel like I'll be like 80 years old and still telling people, one day I was Barbie back in the day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, so yeah so that's been a that was a real sort of high I mean in between there was lots of random things that I did as well um I think when you say you're a model it can sound like really fun and glamorous but um there's obviously a lot of rubbishy jobs that go along with the really fun ones as well so there's a whole kind of mix of things that I did um in that time period yeah and you said on a recent post that it wasn't actually until you were 28 um which is when you realized um exactly what it was that you wanted to do um and obviously that is being a photographer but what was it that inspired you to be a photographer was it sort of because you'd had the experience of being a model or oh yeah I mean absolutely the thing was with me I that post um that you're referring to I finished university and uh, st- straight, started straight away doing like promotional work um, for lots of different promotion agencies um, in Manchester. So I was doing like everything from hostessing sort of glamorous events and um, different sporting events to like completely non-glamorous things whatsoever, like leafleting. I mean, any job that was going um, self-employed, you know, I was, I was taking it. I was 21. I just moved in with um well my now husband but boyfriend at the time um and so I'm just kind of doing everything and anything and some of the jobs were really fun don't get me wrong I got paid to go to Mauritius um to be a wedding guest at an Indian wedding which was definitely oh, the wow. most random job ever yeah um, but <laughs> amazing though. amazing with with 10 of my really good friends um that were also models at the time so I mean really highlights like that and of course the Barbie job um, but then it was, you know, mixed in with days when I was doing things that just weren't satisfying at all. Like, you know, yeah. handing out samples of new yogurt or whatever, because you kind of have to take um, the lows of the highs in that kind of line of work. Um, and I always was panicking. I thought, oh, I can't be doing this when, you know, when I'm 30. Or I can't be doing this. I always put this huge pressure on myself like that. I, I had to decide what I was going to do. And this kind of overwhelming fear of, oh my gosh, what if I'm still handing out yogurt when I'm 35 and I don't know what job I want to do? Because I knew that I wasn't going to be Barbie forever. So that was going to yeah. come to an end. Um, and yeah, I just had so much stress about it. And and when I look back at the time, I was only, you know, 21, 22, 23. And I think why was I putting that pressure on myself? Uh, you know, just kind of live in the moment a little bit more and kind of see it for what it was and enjoy the fact that I was young with no responsibility of no children um, and embrace it a little bit more rather than kind of having this 
pressure and the pressure didn't come from anybody else in particular it didn't come from my parents my mum's like very relaxed and as long as I'm happy she's happy it was just a pressure that I kind of created for myself um but anyway fast forwarding to when I was 27 I'd been married for a year and I knew that we wanted to have kids and again when you're modeling you get a phone call from your agency to say are you free for a job tomorrow which is fine when you don't have children but when you've got children you can't just drop them and leave them in the house and head off to a job yeah. um so I really mm. then started to think what you know what skills do I have and it was almost a case of writing down those skills and what do I enjoy I like being with people um I like doing something different every single day and all those little things. And I was at a friend's wedding actually and um, was just kind of watching her photographer. And I said to Alex, um, my husband, gosh, you know what? I think I, I would love to be a photographer. And he kind of looked at me and was like, what are you talking about? You don't even have a camera. I was like, I know, <laughs> but if I had a camera, I think I'd be really good. <laughs> um, and he kind of dismissed it, but then... I think he must have thought about it a bit more as well. And a few days later, he brought it up again. Um, and so that Christmas, he bought me my first camera. And um, our dog was um, my model. And I would practice on the dog all the time on walks and whatever else. <laughs> and I just really fell in love with it. Uh, and then it just kind of took off from there. Oh, that's amazing. That's such a nice story. I didn't know that story. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And, you know... If you'd said to the Charlotte 10 years ago, how old was I, 23, that she was going to have her own studio and be a photographer, I honestly would have been like, no way, that that is not me at all. Um, but it just shows yeah. that, you know, different paths that you kind of take lead down different roads and everything, everything kind of works out, I think. I think, I think you kind of just have yeah. to have faith in your journey that, you know, it's all kind of happening and unfolding for a reason and, and I mean, I definitely don't think, you know, that this is my forever job. I think it's for my forever job at the moment, but who knows, there might be another thing that develops. And, you know, I think you're always developing, always changing. There's always new opportunities and you, you don't have to think, right, this is me now for life and you're in that box. And that's kind of what I learned. As long as I'm happy, then that's a success. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think... I mean, well, I'm only 21, but when I was um, at school, my mum always used to say to me, you know, you don't need to worry about what you want to do. I think when you're at school, you put so much pressure on yourself and as well, perhaps the school. I mean, I feel personally my school did definitely put the pressure on to sort of make a decision. Um, to we'd be in year 11 and we'd be thinking about what we'd want to do at university and I'd say well I don't even want to go yeah. to university I don't think <laughs> especially not at the moment um, I have absolutely no idea what I want to do um, and I used to try and say to myself every time you don't need to know now but I think because I was in an environment where everyone around me seemed to know um, and everybody that went to school seems to have done really well and the majority have gone to university and things but I just haven't and I've sort of done something a bit different um, and that's that's fine for me at the minute. I think sometimes I get a bit worried um, I think because I'm surrounded by a lot of my friends are older um, so they all have jobs that they're quite settled in and I just think oh it makes me yeah. a bit worried because I you know I, I love my job I really enjoy my job but sometimes I think is it is am I going to be 
a receptionist forever Pro- probably not and if if I'm not what yeah. am I gonna do I don't know um but yeah I think it's just reminding yourself that like you say everything is happening for a reason um and things do work out um probably when you least least expect them to as well yeah most definitely and I mean you know you started this podcast you know it, it, you don't know what it could lead to you know who knows it could, could take off and could be the number one downloaded podcast and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be, <laughs> That'd <surprised>. be nice <laughs> um, but, and if it's not the reason that you're doing this I can guarantee will be for another reason there's something else will lead to it yeah. whether it's anything to do with the podcast or something or nothing to do with it I just feel like all these little building blocks along the journey you know just keep adding to all your experiences and yeah. just keep opening more and more doors uh, and I think that's yeah, it. And you're and you I are agree. so young, but don't get me wrong. I cried when I turned twenty five. I was devastated. I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm twenty five. I'm, you know, not I don't have a career. What am I doing with my life? Like to me, twenty five was this huge number that I was. It's yeah. the adult year, yeah. isn't it? It is because when I turned twenty one, obviously, literally last week or the week before. I thought, oh, great, I'm 21 now and I still feel so young. And then I thought, it's actually 25, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's the adult year. It's not 21. You can write, this is the thing. I would, I remember sitting in, I don't think I was with anybody this far. I remember sitting in my bedroom and Googling what age is a woman officially old? Like this was, this is how I panicked I was that I had to grow up. Um, and I remember it said there was some sort of blog post. I don't know. I read some of the things that 28 was, you know, when you really needed to be settled on. And I was thinking, OK, I've got three years. I've got three years. I had all this pressure on myself when I was having, when I look back, I was having a great time. I mean, I love my kids, but don't get me wrong. When I was pre-kids, I had this great life. I could go and see my friends when I wanted. <laughs> I could go on girls holidays. And, and so I don't know why I did it to myself. Uh, and I think that's probably like a regret of mine. If I could go back and say one thing, it would just be, listen, just so you know, it's all going to work out. So just enjoy these girls' holidays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Worry less, I think, and smile a bit more and do that, the things that make you happy in that moment. Yeah, most definitely. And I think it is, you know, and like you say, it's it, for me, it was something I put on myself. For you, it sounds like your school was quite pressured. Um but, you know, there's most people don't know yeah. what they want to do ever. And I was just lucky to find a job that I really, really love. So I think if you can find something that you're passionate for uh, and think of how you could make it into a career, then then you're on to a winner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember finding some books that I used to write in when I was really young I think I must have been about five or six and I'd written that when I grew up I wanted to be a ballerina waitress so I, I love mean, this obviously <laughs> I still don't want to be a ballerina waitress um so I think it changes all the time yeah. doesn't it if you think about when you're that young it's even when I was 16 and at school and thinking about what I wanted to do is definitely not what I was doing now um so yeah, I think you're never gonna be a hundred percent until you find that thing, um, and it just clicks and it somehow all falls into place. Yeah, most definitely. Um, um, you also posted this weekend about your children. You have three boys, um, who are all oh, beautiful, by the way. Oh, they thanks. are so cute, and Hunter's pictures from his birthday—they were so lovely. Um, you did 
mention on the post about how you sometimes get comments about um having a girl oh are you gonna try for a girl mm-hmm. and, you know things like that because obviously you have three boys and um, and you are such a girly girl um your views on that I found really interesting because I think when you mentioned you never imagining your life with just boys and always imagining being sort of a mum to to a little girl I think so many young women will probably feel that and sense that as well I mean I I definitely do um I definitely do yeah um but what what is your what's your sort of view on that I mean I thought the place was yeah well most definitely I mean like you say I was Barbie I have all the Barbies in place I'm was you know born in my idea to be a mum to girls um and I think when you kind of before you become a parent you have this idea of what parenthood will be like and it's completely the opposite of what you expect in kind of every sense Uh, but yeah I had when we got pregnant with um, our first little boy I think with the first one there was kind of less pressure because it's your first one you know it's all new it's all exciting we find out that Spencer was a boy my husband was over the moon um, and I was over the moon because it was my first then when we got pregnant with the second um it started this kind of pressure of oh are you hoping for a girl and and if I'm totally honest I was I was a hundred I would be lying if I if I said I wasn't I really was um because I thought oh great one of each and then when we went for the scan and found out it was a boy, I could I saw straight away before she even said um, that Cooper was a boy, I could see the willy on the scan. I thought, yeah, I recognise that. <laughs> that's that's another boy. And I, I started crying. And she she didn't know what to do, this sonographer. She was like, oh, gosh, this hasn't happened before. And um, I was <laughs> like, I've already got a boy. Um, which is just so embarrassing. <laughs> but this is just me being honest. Uh, and then we left and I was a bit upset in the car park and Alex was like, you know, how do you feel? But And within 10 minutes, I kind of got my head around it and I was like, do you know what? I'm absolutely fine. Like, I'm I'm over it now. Yes, I would have liked a girl, but I'm over it. And the irony is that was, how many years ago was that? That was at least three now, but obviously I was pregnant for nine months. So it was nearly four years ago. But even as a person in those four years, I've kind of changed and grown quite a lot. And I think in particular from being so close to one of my best friends, Patrick, this kind of gender obsession has completely, is beginning to melt away quite a bit um, in my own mind, which is something that um, I'm really pleased about. And he's very, very open about his, how fluid he is of the gender. and, And we both kind of get frustrated with this huge focus um, on gender and like the expectations of that gender, because in an ideal life, if I was having a girl, I'd want her to be really girly, really into Barbies, you know, and everything that you associate with a girl. And I feel like that's really unfair on her because what if, what if she wants to shave her head? What if she's got no interest in dresses? What if she wants to not play with Barbies? I mean, my mum's partner um, is female and Mary was never a, you know, a girly girl. And I feel like that pressure then that I would have put on that little girl is really unfair as well. So my my whole opinion yeah. on gender in the last sort of four years is, has like completely changed. 
Um, but anyway, then when I got back to the post, when I got um, pregnant with my third, you can imagine if it was pressure with the second, with the third, the pressure was unbelievable. I wasn't sleeping at all with anxiety because everyone who was close to me and people that I barely know at all from like shop workers and Tesco's that were all saying to me, oh, I bet you're hoping it's a boy. I hope it's a boy. You des- Or hope it's a girl, sorry. You deserve a girl. And it was kind of that line, you deserve a girl, that kept ringing in my head that this kind of, I deserve a girl because I've had two boys and I'm girly. I deserve a girl. And it was it was really strange to describe, but it was, it it made me feel sick with like, pressure with it all that this baby had to be a girl and even to the point where my midwife which is just shocking and was even saying it to me and which is yeah which is just ridiculous when I think of it Uh, so anyway we did we had an er we had to actually pay for an early scan for an early blood scan so you can do that when you're 10 weeks and because I just couldn't cope with waiting to 20 weeks to find out in the hospital I said I I can't go on not knowing because every day I just feel like there's little small comments and I know that the people that were saying them honestly didn't mean it in a bad way but it just it was just creating this huge thing in my head so we did this blood test and I was lying in bed and it, it comes through in an email which is just so bizarre and I get this email and on the days in the run-up, I knew that the email was due every, any day. So my, I was constantly like butterflies in my stomach and my phone beat at like half five in the morning and I like lifted my phone and I could see it was the email and I was shaking so much. And then I opened it and I was like skimming through this email really quickly to get to the bit about the gender. And then I clicked on like the PDF and it came up. Congratulations, baby boy. And I had no idea how I was going to feel. Keep in mind, I cried when I found out the second one was a boy. But I was so (laughs) happy. And I couldn't believe my reaction. I was literally like, oh, it was like this sense of relief. I was like, okay, great. Now I can just get on with being excited about having a baby without this, with this pressure. And not having to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. Not having to worry about the pressure of thinking, oh my goodness, is it a boy or is it a girl? Everybody's asking and everybody thinks it's a girl and everybody wants to know now that you know and you can just get on and get excited. It was really, really strange. Um, But then it didn't stop there. People would still say, oh, I think the results are wrong. Oh, I've got a feeling, uh, you know, such a buddy had a result and it was wrong. And it was, I find it really kind of offensive to the baby boy that's inside me that, I didn't really want him or that they felt that I was disappointed that I was got the results of a boy. And I I kept saying, no, I'm really happy. But I think people still thought that, oh, she must be lying because she she can't be happy. Uh, And then the midwife said to me, oh, you get to find out soon what you're having. And I said, oh, actually, we had a private blood test. um, And I know it's a boy. And she said, oh, what a shame. And I know. And I was just oh, stunned. Actually, no. Um, but anyway, you know, like I say, the whole gender kind of topic since becoming so close with Patrick has blurred out a lot for me now. And um, yeah, and I don't think we'll have any more kids because lockdown has proved it's three. It's hard work. But um, if it was the case, it, I really don't mind. And I just, and it, you know, people say, oh, I just want them to be healthy genuinely that is all I want them to be happy and healthy and it's just a little person I don't kind of of focus on this male and female roles 
Yeah, no, I agree. You um, you also shared your thoughts about sort of gender reveal parties and, and things like that. And have you, have you ever had one for any of your No, and I put or... a post up and then I regretted it. My husband's like told me to take it down. So I deleted it because he's very, you know, why are you putting opinions on Facebook? But, um, <laughs> and I did regret putting it on. And to be fair, some of the comments that I got back, I thought, mm, okay, maybe I'm wrong. There was a girl that said, you know, she'd had several miscarriages and for her, this was a big thing to do. And then I felt really bad. But I think it's it, it's this this sense of this, I just don't get it, this gender reveal. And it's just a personal thing. I think that's what I learned from that post. I thought, no, I, I can't judge other people for what they want to do. It's their baby and there's nothing bad in it. So I think it just comes down to personal opinion. So I it did... I did shift my opinion a little bit after I did that post. But personally for me, it isn't something that I would do because I just feel like it's the messages that kind of go alongside it that this, you know, I don't know. It's a really tricky topic um, for me, that one. But, you know, I didn't have a gender reveal party. They're not for me. Um, I did have a baby shower, of course, and uh, it was you know really fun but yeah gender reveals I I think I've seen some people put posts up that say gender reveal is it going to be is it a footballer is it um you know a beauty queen and it's things it's those little taglines that go with it that really rattle me the wrong way um and even even a close friend um yeah Laura and I would say well I did say it to her face so I don't mind saying on here she was Ms. Galaxy Ireland when I went to Galaxy in America. And she's recently pregnant and she's going to be such a fab mum. But funnily enough, um, she's quite forward thinking. And I was quite surprised at her posts with her recent pregnancy. And um, again, when she revealed she was having a boy, the first line after it was, I can't remember what her husband's called, but such a buddy is really excited um, about taking him to football matches and I can't wait to dress him up as Harry Potter and and then I did comment saying or maybe just let him decide what he wants to do himself because I just thought no just because he's a boy he's not going to want to go to football matches he might want to go to the ballet class but it's this this kind of yeah this perception I think we we think that we're so far ahead with gender fluidity but actually I feel like sometimes messages like that it's like we're taking a step backward Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I have uh, three nephews and one niece. Um, And my youngest nephew, um, my brother's little boy, he is so cute. But he is completely obsessed with um, princesses. And we were around there, obviously, before all of the lockdown things happened, um, just after Christmas, I think. And I went into the living room and I said, Oi, Tis, what are you doing? And he was watching Beauty and the Beast and he had his little bell doll and he was like, Aww. this is my favourite. And I just thought, oh, that's that's lovely. And my brother's completely like, cool, you're obsessed with princesses, cool. Do, do whatever you want. If you want a doll, princess doll, we take you to the toy shop and you choose that one, that's cool. You can have that one. Um, well, I mean, I that's, think yeah, it doesn't need to be a thing. It needs to no. be. It doesn't at all, no. I mean, who's to say... Um, that boys only can like one thing and girls have to like the other it's it's completely irrelevant I think anyway um obviously you get the people who are a little bit maybe stuck behind I mean my dad is 70 so 
he is from the generation where there are they are a bit behind and obviously because I'm so young my dad is obviously not still stuck in in that um time but me and my, me and my dad will talk sometimes and he'll say oh my god like I still remember yeah. when it was illegal to be gay like in England I remember people being arrested for that and I just can't even get my head around like I know. That, well, I mean, it's only time. this year that it's been legalised in Northern Ireland for gay couples to get married this year. So it, it's, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. See, I just can't... Yeah, I, I just really struggle to get my head around it because I just think... I don't even... I think maybe I'm a bit naive and I don't even think there's an issue because to me it's not an issue, if you know what I mean. So for me, it's like completely not an issue. I'm sort of in the mind of you can do whatever you want and like whatever you like and just literally so unfazed by it that I think that it's not an issue but actually for some people it is a massive problem that they can't seem to maybe get their head around or yeah and I think that's great with your brother and I mean I'm really forward thinking I've got two mums so I'm very um I like to think of myself as you know really open-minded however there's you know even my own husband isn't as open-minded as me and we've kind of like banged heads a bit with with a few things I mean my little boy wanted got my Barbies out the other day and I knew straight away I could see Alex looking over like and he he couldn't dare say anything because he knows how strongly my opinions are but just his body language I knew that the boys would pick up on his body language and then once they'd gone to bed I brought it up and said to him look you, you didn't want them to play that like you were you were then trying to distract them with the gun game that you were playing previously and 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 yeah. you know that's a family of a mum that's really open-minded who's got friends that you know uh dress up in female clothes like Patrick so this that's what worries me because that's a family that are very kind of forward but yet even my husband is still very backward um and uh, my little boys made a few comments before about uh, he put my pageant earrings on, obviously not on because his ears aren't pierced, but he held them up to his ear. Um, and again, I could just see Alex was twitching. He wasn't comfortable with it. And it's it really, yeah. really frustrated me. And it's kind of a thing that is something that we'll kind of argue about quite a bit. But I just don't want my kids ever to to feel like they should have any form of shame. And that's like my biggest thing. And that's what I say to Alex. And especially, especially with men, there's the suicide rate for men is so high. And I think being a mom of three boys, that's something that I really, really want to make sure that they're completely open with who they are, with all their emotion. I never want them to be closed. So, and if they've got any form of shame yeah. ever within our inner circle of a the family, then, then I don't feel like, I'd feel like I'd, field as a mom really so I just want them to always know that they can be open with me about every single little thing yeah no I completely agree with that I think um a lot of the time I think when you say oh I've got a boy or you know the the father sometimes especially not all of the time but I think it's more the men than the women um who are a little bit um, yeah backwards like you say um, and want to sort of encourage um, the football and the rugby and, you know, whatever. But I think, I mean, I grew up doing music theatre, so I always was around 
loads of guys that were ballet dancers and you know singers and loved performing um so I'm really open for you know when I have children if I have a boy I don't want to put that pressure on them of course when they're really young and they can't really decide themselves if they want to do a ballet class or a football class yeah probably pop them in both (laughs) and then they can just say which one they prefer um yeah I just I just think the whole gender thing is is a really interesting topic and perhaps quite a difficult one as well because not everybody will understand it as well as others um but I think, yeah, like you say, obviously, Patrick, um, he posts a lot on Facebook and on social media um, really informative yeah, posts, I think. Um, yeah, that have been great, you know, to share around and to show to others. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's really good when people can actually talk about it and discuss how yeah, they most feel. Definitely. So obviously as well, you are also a working mum. Obviously, like we've just said, you have three boys, um, but you do run your own business as well. Um, how How is that? Do you find the pressure in that sometimes? Or... Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's uh, my business is still fairly small. Uh, it's just me most of the time doing kind of every single job that's needed to run um, a small business. And I've kind of spread myself thinly quite a lot of the time. So it is, it is hard work, but it's something that I'm really proud of. And I want to show, you know, my boys that, you know, that their mum that their mum can have her own job as well. I like, I go back to this thing about, you know, I think being responsible for three boys, I just want to make sure that I've brought them up in a way that they can be really open about who they are and have no shame in their own emotion or how they're feeling. And I also want their opinion and views of women to be really positive. Um, And one of those views being that, you know, that they can, that women are entitled to work and run their own business just as men are out working. And I think that, that, you know, they've seen me going out working. Well, since, since they were tiny babies, I've gone back to work. In fact, I think Cooper was four weeks old when I had my next wedding that I had to shoot. So they've, they've known me to go out and work. And that is something that I'm proud of. I do want them um, to, you know, to see that their mom was able to do both. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's great. Um, I think, yeah, like you say, there's there's the old fashioned thing of um, you know the the man doing the work and and the woman looking after the babies. And I just don't know. And I mean, like some women, they absolutely love it and really want to be. I mean, I don't even like that term, housewife. I just think it's really cringe. But they want to be a stay at home mum and that they want that to be their full time job. And I mean, it is a full time job being a mum. as well um but just on a personal level for me um it it doesn't fulfill me enough um and and I think that's okay and I think it's okay to be honest about that and I also want that my boys to be that to be something that they're proud of their mum um for doing and you know they watch me late at night I mean they know at seven o'clock they go to bed they're very um very routined and they kind of have to be if if I'm trying to work at the same time but they know at seven o'clock they go to bed and I go straight into the office and I'm doing emails or editing or whatever else I need to get on with. Um, and they just say, oh, you're going to work now, mummy. So they, they yeah. know um, 
so that they understand it. And when I had the FaceTime shoots, it kind of took them um, a day or two to get their head around that they weren't allowed to come in. But they they quickly did. They were like, no, mommy's at work. We're not allowed to go in there. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good thing that yeah. they've grown up with and, and kind of seeing that, uh, you know, that women have their place um, in the workforce as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's fab to be able to show um, the younger generation that, obviously. Um, and I think there'll be a time where that's not yeah, even exactly. like, questioned. Um, there, there will, I mean, of course, I think we're almost there, but we're definitely not all the way there um, with, with certain people. But I think we are pretty much on, on that level um, now. And I think there will come a time where we are completely equal. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, so yes, thank you so much for our chat today, Charlotte. Um, that was a good catch up with you. I've absolutely um, loved thank it. Thank you so much I, for I, being honestly, on. Honestly, I've loved it. And I think this podcast is just kind of something that we all need to have a little insight into different people and what journeys they've been on. So thank you so much for letting me be part of it. Not a problem at all. I loved having you on. I think it's just important to, you know, just remind people that that we need to start being a bit more honest and be talk a bit more about about real life situations um so yeah that's that's what i'm trying to do with this but like i say thank you so much for being on um and i shall catch up with you soon thank you so much for having me on imogen i've absolutely loved it see you soon bye thank you so much again to charlotte for being on the podcast this week That was such a good little catch up and it definitely gave me lots of things to think about. Don't forget, I will leave all of Charlotte's social media pages in the show notes. I will also leave my own. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I have plenty more people lined up for the next few weeks, so catch up with you soon. so much for listening to my podcast um, I really hope that you enjoyed it if you did please make sure to share it all over your social media pages um, get your friends get your family involved um, and make sure you head over to my Instagram page to keep updated with future episodes as well as other exciting updates thanks so much guys and catch up with you soon